Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. This is Growing in Grace. Mike Kapler here with Joel Brzezinski. Glad you're with us for another podcast to uh, make sure you get your fix. Get your fix, Joel. I I always thought that would be a cool, and maybe there's one out there, but I always thought that would be a cool slogan for a a Christian radio station would be the fix. The fix. (laughs) (laughs) There's a new radio station around here. It's 10, what is it? 1071, the party. (laughs) party. Well, it's that too, right here on Growing in Grace. (laughs) The fix, yeah. Get your fix here. Uh, Your weekly 14-minute Grace fix. Little grace fix. Yep. <laughs> Not that you need fixing per se. Uh, you are complete in him. That's right. But everybody, I mean, when, when you've got some good news that's waiting to be heard, you want to hear it, right? What do you want first? What do you want first, the good news or the bad news? Ironically, most people will say they want the bad news first. Let me get that out of the way. Let's just get it over with, rip off the Band-Aid. And there was some bad news out there related to the law and uh, the former covenant with Israel. Uh, the good news followed with grace and truth that came through Jesus Christ. Yeah, and I like what you're saying there that, you know, we are complete in him. There's this awesome uh, song by Mercy Me. Of course, uh, you know, the band Mercy Me, the best-selling Christian band in in all of history, uh, from what I understand. And they've really gotten into the grace message in the last few years. And uh, they got a song called Flawless. (laughs) No matter the bumps, no matter the bruises, no matter the scars— Still, the truth is, the cross has made, the cross has made you flawless. No matter the hurt or how deep the wound is, no matter the pain, still the truth is, the cross, the cross has made you flawless. That's what Christ did for us, the finished work of Christ. Not only, it didn't give us some religion that we're supposed to try to follow now. It didn't give us a bunch of rules and regulations and principles and standards that we're supposed to live by, uh, because they had tried that uh, under the Old Covenant. And what happened was with the laws that God had given, all 613 of them, as we've talked about in previous weeks here, it was a package deal, the law of God. What that did was uh, it made God find fault with the people, (laughs) and that's the only thing that these rules and principles and laws and standards that people try to live by uh, will do. It'll just, it'll kill us, and it will uh, point out our flaws. That's all it will do. But Christ, what he did was he made us complete. He made us flawless. That's what God did in Christ, and we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, that this week. Christ in us, Christ himself being our source, uh, Cap. Well, when you we, we say things like that, Joel, us in Christ, Christ in us, Jesus lives in me. I mean, we've got all these, I, I don't want to call them cliches because they're, they're true, um, but I wonder how much of it we really grasp, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm not being critical or anything. I'm just, I'm just asking all of us out loud, um, do we really... Can we really wrap our our minds around this? It's pretty hard to do. It is more of a heart thing. It's more of a heart understanding because it's it's just so big for us to to be able to to really connect with this 
to the, the fullest of extents. Um, so, uh, Jesus Christ, he is our source of life. And those of you who have been listening to our Growing in Grace podcast for the last 10 years, or maybe you're, you're a new listener, but you can go back and, and archive, find the archives uh, at growingandgrace.org. And if you listen, you're going to find out that we like the Bible. Uh, we believe it to be God's written word of truth, and we refer to it frequently. So I want to say that up front. We're not against the Bible. We're not going to talk down the Bible. But the Bible is not our source of life. It is a source of information, and, and we refer to it as the word. But before the written word was around for us to look at, there was something that was around long before that, and it was the Word. Not, I'm not talking about the, the Scriptures or, or, or our Bible. I'm talking about the Word with a capital W in the person of Jesus Christ. If you go to John chapter 1, we find out that in the beginning, in the beginning that, that hardly even had a beginning, uh, it has always been the Word. The Word. We, we, there was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, the Scripture says in John chapter 1. Of course, the Word is Jesus Christ. He is the source of life. Even Jesus himself said, I am, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Uh, nobody can come to the Father except through me. And so, so many times we just think, we, we, we get this mystical view of, of the the book we call the Bible. And, and I know when I was a, a younger person in the faith, Joel, I, I would often, somehow I was brought up this way, I guess, um, and there might be traces of truth with it to a small degree, but I always thought that without reading the Bible on a regular basis, and that usually for me meant daily, I, I thought that I would begin to become spiritually malnourished, begin to starve, and that I, it, would, it would affect me and, and my relationship with God if, if I didn't stay in that word and, and keep uh, digesting it uh, on, a, on a regular basis. And, and so some of these things, including what I just said, are really just in our minds, and, and, they're, and they're made up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. They're just, they're made up. Yeah, and the church is good at that, <laughs> making yeah. up stuff to, to kind of fill in the the missing pieces. If, if you feel, I, I know that I've done this when I, in the past especially, when I felt like something was missing in my walk with God, I would really, I would try to fill in the piece. I'd try to figure out what's wrong and, and try to fix it. Then usually it was through reading the Bible and trying to apply certain things. And again, nothing inherently wrong with that, except for the fact that that, as you're saying, is not my source. See, Jesus Christ is alive, and the words on a written page are not alive. When you've got laws, rules, principles, standards, they're static. It's like, you, I, th- I think you ordered information. It's good information. It's definitely good information. It's need-to-know information, but it's not life. Jesus, and Christ, uh, Jesus Christ himself said, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. He didn't say he who reads the Bible daily, he who memorizes all these verses and passages. Again, I want to say it's not necessarily wrong to do that, but that's not life. Uh, Just like Paul had thought that the law would bring life. 
a lot of us, we make up these standards and these rules and principles that we need to follow, thinking that in following these things, we'll, we'll find life. And then we find that we fail, or we find that, well, I'm doing pretty good, but yet I'm not very fulfilled anyway. And we find what's missing is our focus on Jesus Christ himself, the person, the living being. He said, I am the vine, you are the branches. A branch's source is the vine itself. (laughs) I think, you know, Jesus is really trying to get us to see that he himself is our source. We're so thankful that we have these written words on a page, and you can call it God-inspired words. You can call it words that God divinely wrote through people, but either way, that is just a bunch of static nothing if if it's not for anything else but the life of Jesus Christ who's in us. Yeah, so there you go. The, the Word, as we call it, is not just pages in a book. It's Jesus Christ himself. And something that Jesus said to some Jewish people that were gathered around him, he said this in John chapter 5. He said, you search the Scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is, it is they that bear witness about me, yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. So, you see, you can read the Bible until you're blue in the face, and, and that's okay. That's a good thing, right? Faith can come by hearing, but the source of life is Jesus Christ, um, not just pages in a book. And when you stop and think about it, Joel, so, so many times we, we've elevated the good book above the person to whom the writings bear witness. And so that's where our origin of life is found, person of Jesus Christ. It comes through no other religious source or activity or morality or any of that stuff. Again, hearing the truth that is found in the pages may trigger faith, but the source of that faith and life is found in Christ. And so the idea that I thought as a, as a youngster Having been discipled in a way, if you want to call it that, I was, I was taught to read the Bible every day, not just a page or two, Joel, but I was told to read 10 chapters a day. So it was never going to be enough, no matter how many I read. Um, and it seems silly to me now to, to suggest that God would be disappointed in me or even mad at me if I didn't get my, my daily Bible time in. We've turned God into somebody who's really quite small. But when you stop and think about all the people Uh, around the world today who don't have access to a Bible, they may or may not have heard the the gospel message. And what about all those people after the cross for centuries who did not have many centuries? Many people, most people, had absolutely no access to the scriptures, especially when it came to anywhere from Matthew through the book of Revelation. I mean, those things just weren't flowing around freely for everybody to put on their shelf and get dusty. Hmm. Yeah, we really do take it for granted these days that we have a Bible in every house, or at least in our culture, you know, multiple Bibles in every household. And that's a a good thing. Definitely not putting that down. Uh, It's a good thing. But before the printing press was invented in the 1400s, you didn't have a Bible in every home. And even after the printing press was invented, it took many centuries even after there before it was widely the bible was widely distributed uh the point being again that uh the bible is good but it's not uh, it's not what we have a relationship with you know paul had talked in romans 10 about you know how shall they call upon him in whom they have not believed and how shall they believe in him 
of whom they have not heard, and how shall they hear without a preacher, and how shall they preach unless they are sent? And so it's good that we have this information to preach for people to hear. So again, (laughs) can't emphasize enough that it's good to have all of this information. Uh, Everything that the Bible says is good for us to know and to know in context and all that. But our relationship, what's being preached is in regards to the person, Jesus Christ. We're not preaching the Bible to people. We don't want people to come into a relationship with the Bible. (laughs) It's the eternal God. Whether they have a Bible in front of them or not, whether they're ever able to have access to a Bible in their life, it's not a relationship with words on pages, even inspired words. It's not a relationship with inspired words. It's not a relationship with God-breathed words. It's a relationship with the Word, like you were talking about, Cap. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's Jesus Christ himself. So, yeah, Joel, if this collection of books is our lifeline to experiencing God on a, on a daily basis, and there were many people for many centuries, and even in today's world, who, who will not have that opportunity. Fortunately, the life came through the Spirit of God. We have become new creations, and He now indeed indwells us, and He accompanies us. He's our guide, our teacher, and our source. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.